At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. This is Aaron Donald, and you're listening to Roster Watch. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, so I guess we'll start with, I think the best way to do this is to go through it. Let's go team by team. We'll start out with the national team coached by Robert Sulla and the Jets. I know Cody, you had said that, um, and I, I had noticed it too. And it feels like every year you get an idea of these, of these coaching staffs and what it is exactly that they're, um, you know, trying to do. And it just sure, it sure feels like the Jets are in more of a mode to where it's like, let's go, <laughs> let's put to, like, let's put together practices where we're going to go like dig in on special teams and stuff. And we're going to go try and win this damn game. Uh, whereas the Lions, who we'll talk about next, um, and who's honestly, it's a more interesting practice because they've made it to where it's more of like an evaluation practice. The Lions are, are getting more from an evaluation standpoint. Uh, from these practices, but Cody, do you want to talk about that just before we get into uh, going through the players, going through the running backs, wide receivers, tight ends, and quarterbacks? We'll also touch on a few of these, um, a few of these defensive players that have stood out to us. But as a preamble, you got any? You know, what do you got on that? Yeah, I just I think what you just said exactly was like we watched the Jets practice first, and we thought it came out, and they were like good setup and everything. They warmed up and they went right into one-on-ones and right to here, right there. But as soon as they got done, the lions came on the field and it was like from, from the jump, everything was set up on the sideline. It was perfectly like, all right, we want to practice these specific drills for each position. And, and the coaches are all energized running after the one on one on ones, the evaluation reps. Yeah, well, I like, feel like it might be a little unfair to the players in the first practice, too, because yeah. you didn't get to evaluate them. These, <laughs> these Jets just want to win a football game. <laughs> and and then the second yeah. practice, I mean, I mean, it kind of behooves the players to be able to, you know, see them on these, you know, positional drills. Yeah, but dude, but we look, we still we still got to see a bunch of stuff. So let, yeah. let's just let's start out with the Jets. Um, as far as the so as far as the wide receivers that were with the first group, maybe we can just start with the wideouts. Um, with the first group, we had uh, as far as the rosters here it looks like. So the wide receivers in were uh, that was the you guess so it was, it was Christian Watson from North Dakota State, yeah. Braylon Sanders who was a late ad from Ole Miss, Romeo Dubs from Nevada, Khalil Shakir from Boise State. Um, 
Bo Melton from Rutgers, and Alec Pierce from Cincinnati. And I'll, I'll say from the start that the wide receiver group was better with the second group. Yeah. And it wasn't just because the practices were better. These guys were just better. It was a, it was a, it was a, a better group. But, um, you know, I'll kind of hand it off to you guys because for me, I think the number, the number one thing I took away can, – can we just start with Alec Pierce? Yeah. Uh, because with, to me – Trash man, when we started talking about Alec Pierce and we'd watched Alec Pierce, we said, um, my, my comp for him was kind of like an Alan Lazard type. I wasn't sure how fast he was going to be. I certainly wasn't sure about his lateral agility and his, and his quickness and his ability to get, open, it, yeah. to get open in space. And I saw more of it. I saw an, an inability to um, get, off, get off a press. You and I will talk about Romeo. We'll talk about Romeo Dubs. Similar kind of situation like for me with that. But Alec Pierce coming in was a guy that I was super excited to see. And after one day of practice, I mean, even like even versus air, he didn't look quite as fluid as I thought that he was going to look. Uh, but once we once we got into drills, man, at the at the transition points of his routes, I feel like he was having a little bit of trouble there. He didn't he didn't look as big and stuff as he did. Trashman says he's an Eric Decker. Um, was your think, comp that we had a, a few? Weeks I mean, back? I always thought he was you know sinewy, you know, in his build. I was talking about a player who you know is a can be a downfield receiver, but I mean, and is basically a downfield receiver, and is more of a finesse player than like a uh, than like a power player. And I thought that I I don't think he's somebody's going to you know push people around out there. I think he really excels at the deep balls. He's a deep ball specialist, yeah. and he didn't we we didn't really see him get to do a lot of that today. So I mean, to his credit, maybe that's why. He didn't really pop off, but, you know, his short intermediate routes, there wasn't really much going on there. But I didn't really expect to see much going on there. With our, you know, whenever we did done the initial work on Alec Pierce, we said as far as the cons on his on his profile, it's the con, it, there, were, there were concentration drops that you would notice if you watched enough of these games. Um, he was raw at routes. And what Trashman kept saying is he would fall down after catch all the time. And to me, I, you know, I had noticed it too, but I said, well, you know, people bitch, people bitch about Mike Evans for the longest yeah. time saying that stuff. I was like, this guy's big. He kind of looks like a beast, man. When we see him in Mobile, we'll get to see this stuff. But the fact is, there, dude, there, there are some good corners on this, on this national team. And um, I do, I, look, Alec Pierce, to me, I hate to start off on a bad note, but as far as just the day one, and we got to, I mean, these guys were just in shorts and pads today. With these wide receivers from these cornerback matchups, though, it's like you can start to tell a little. I mean, things become pretty obvious pretty quick. And Alec Pierce, as far as the dudes that we've done, which are all the senior bowl guys, was basically my biggest my biggest faller. Um, what do you think? Like, were you on Pierce to begin with? Like, were you interested at all? No, that's that's the Laz- the Lazard thing is like exactly where I was in lockstep with him, and I I didn't hate his tape. I, I liked the downfield stuff because watching Ritter and he kind of obviously pops off the screen when you're watching him but again it's a lot of the downfield stuff there's not a lot after the catch and today when we watched him he didn't look he didn't look 6'3 6'4 215 a guy that can run 4'3 he looked a guy that's that's like gonna run the 4'5 he just looks stiff to me uh coming in and out of the breaks and if he's a downfield guy I like that like I thought he could high point good uh but I just I don't see how it translate to that next step to get into that Eric Decker tier where he's gonna be like Lazard is going to be on the team. Like Pierce is going to make a team. Pierce is going to make a roster. But to get to that next step, I think you're going from Lazard to, to Decker, in my opinion. 
I, I just think it's going to be tougher for Pierce. Yeah. Yeah. He wasn't my biggest follower though. Yeah. I was, I was, that, was, that was Shakir. Yep. Like, well, we'll talk. I mean, was was Khalil Shakir on on this team, or was he? He was on this team, right? Yeah. So yeah. talk about Shakir because to me, when I watched Shakir, I saw Tylen Wallace. I thought that um, you know, I, he, he's a he's a scrappy player. And when you also when you look at Khalil Shakir, just the scrappy, I mean, like crappy. Well, thirty percent, thirty percent of the team's receptions last year, thirty six percent of the teams. Um, 36% of the teams receiving yards, 35% of the teams receiving touchdowns. I mean, he had a big statistical year last year, and he's one of these dudes who you just watch and you're like, man, that guy's good at football. Uh, like on the tape, you can't say he doesn't. No, play. He's no, good no at on the tape, he looked he looked great. Yeah. But we got we in there watching the tape today. He is lo- he is low cut. He's low cut. He, like his is he he would be a great swimmer. <laughs> what does that mean? You know, yeah. long torso, B-shaped, yeah. short legs, yeah. like a Michael Phelps. Yeah, yeah. His, yeah. His, 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 he says he has he has these short strides because his yeah because his body is 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 so long and you can there were times and trash man I don't I, I don't understand like I saw there were times where Khalil Shakir extended for the football yeah. and, and, and he, didn't catch it he, but he was <laughs> the thing is was he kept it felt like he was extending for every pass that was across the middle. It was like he's diving for it, reaching for it. And like, you don't, you shouldn't have to make them all look hard. Yeah. That's the thing is you're just making everything look hard. It wasn't like things were easy. Well, all right. So trash man, when you and I, when you and I first did this, you thought he was a golden Tate. That's, that does not seem like a good comp anymore. Well, I mean, I'm just talking about the hands that I saw today. Um, I, I still think he was, I mean, he was, he could get open. He got open. They and, you know he got open over the middle. Well, and they, but, I mean, too, this and, and they still have another three. They still have another two days of this, and then we have the the game and everything. And of course, there's going to be tons of stuff through the process. I mean, I'll admit that Khalil Shakir, I did see balls hit the hit the hit the ground. I saw a lot of them. When I saw yeah. balls hit the ground, I, it was usually off the fingertips of Shakir. Well, that I saw today. I mean, I'm just saying, like he, he had hustle. When I saw he had hustle, he had pop. But he he missed a lot of he missed a lot of balls. When I saw balls hit the ground, it was because that because that because I knew Bailey Zappi was throwing them. We'll was, get we'll get to that dude. Just, we'll get to that dude shortly. Um, who else? Who, who else was on this roster? Let's, let's talk about Bo Melton because on the flip side, like Shakir, I think we were all a little bit higher on Shakir coming in, and and I don't know about you guys, but I had Melton at the bottom of the entire list of this entire game, and you guys kind of making fun of me coming in because I was like. Make, I was like, this guy, is, why is he here? And as we went on the day, he was kind of good. As the day goes on, he, he was, he looked good. It was hard for you to hate watching him. It was hard for you to be like, all right, this guy sucks. And he's just, and, and I think a big part of that was what I was watching was obviously Rutgers. He didn't have, he didn't have Carson Strong and and Pickett and Ritter throwing the ball at Rutgers. And I, and I think that might have helped him a little bit today, which. Is, is how it should be, right? And did you guys like what you saw of Melton today? He's I thought Melton, Melton was really smooth, great ball tracking skills and uh, kick returning. I saw one ball he caught over his shoulder, pivoted, turned around, and with the wind really quickly. With yeah. the wind and the like, yeah. when there's that wind like that, man, you could sometimes you can sometimes tell. You know, it, I mean, it it, it, it's, it's, it screws things up. Uh, you know, sometimes as far as you know, the quarterback's ability to give him the football and the big downfield throws. And Jesus Christ, with Carson Strong, we'll talk about quarterbacks in a minute. Like, yeah, but good ball control with Melton. Yeah, um, he got open easily. Uh, a lot of slants over the middle. 
Um, I, I really like what I saw on the mountain today. Really smooth, really good body control. We saw we we said that we said that he had in in our right up at roster watch. We said that he had suspect hands. Um, we said that he was a raw route runner. Um, but you know he's like he comes from a he was a big time four star athlete. His he's, he comes from you know he wouldn't have gone to Rutgers unless you know, his dad played at Rutgers, his mom played like basketball. Or she was a two sport athlete yeah. at Rutgers. I think his brother, I think his brother played. Does his big brother play at Rutgers? We can ask him tomorrow at media day. Regardless, I mean he's one of these guys. You look at him and you're just like, man, Bo, Bo Melton. I, I can understand why you wouldn't like him. I can understand for Dynasty. He's not going to – people in Dynasty leagues aren't going to be falling yeah. over themselves to go do this. But you know in these leagues where you get into the these deep leagues where you have you know, 20, 25 roster spots you start, and you have six rounds of a rookie draft, yeah. you, start, you start getting the guys that you're – I mean, Bo Melton's a dude who you wouldn't, you wouldn't mind having on your roster because the, the fact of the matter is when you look at him, he's kind of like – I know you hate him coming coming in, Cody, but like he's one of these guys that's just kind of he seems he's just good at football. He's just a good football player, period. Yeah, he's good at football. So. And then, a lot of time love, on the tape, like I said, that was tape and Rutgers. And the whole situation at Rutgers is, is just not I think we would all agree it's just not optimal. And when you see a guy come to a situation like this and elevate himself, it's just overall you're, you're happy to see it, A, and B, he's a football player, a good football player. Who else? Who else? As far as the wide receiver, oh Romeo Dubs from Nevada. Yep. So here with his quarterback Carson Strong, Romeo Dubs had uh, what was his number today? Because I had was he number um, was he eighty? Was he, 80, he was in the eighties? Yeah, eighty. Was he? He, he wasn't eighty two. He no, no, he was number seven. So it was seven. Um, Pierce was in the eighties. I, I I just I mean I have I have two different notes saying that he was miserable off of the press. Yeah, just just miserable. I saw the most miserable rep that I've seen in all of my years doing this. This is my eleventh year at the Senior Bowl. The most miserable rep versus press in team drill in uh, seven on seven drills. So bad that that when the corner pressed him, and I don't have the name of the corner here who pressed him, but he he stopped into the line of scrimmage and he 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 tried his stems and he he, he literally stopped. just couldn't get off yeah. the press and he just stopped and the rest of the team ran their routes and. Romeo Dubs didn't, and that was the first time I noticed it. I noticed it again later that he was having trouble uh, with his stems off the line of scrimmage. So it wasn't anything in his profile that we had that we had. Did, did we say anything about him versus press in his profile trash name? Because you you did that one. Um, there were still there's certainly things to like about Romeo Dubs. I noticed it's something about wanting to see it at the Senior Bowl specifically. We said a simple route tree. Um, we said that he allows the ball into his chest too much on deep throws, um, lacks game-breaking speed, but we didn't say anything about him versus press. So maybe that's a fact that I guarantee if we were seeing a lot of that on film, we we, we would have made note of, 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 of that. For we'll sure. go down to the – I might have said something. In the, the... Versus, uh, let's see, I – yeah, well, yeah. I mean, it's like you said, you said, you said we're we're going to know after the senior bowl whether he's going to be a primary X or whether he's going to be more of a Z. Yeah, who's who's who's, 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 who's going to be able to start with the start yeah. with the cushion? So I think with Romeo, when he Dubs, had the cushion, though. But here's the thing. Today. But the, and then the thing was though, it was strong, and which he had the connection. It, but then strong, just like he had a touchdown with him yeah, too, though. Yeah. You know, I I saw Dubs get open plenty today. Yeah, Dubs had to a nice me, Melton and Dubs on that on that team. 
were kind of the standout receivers for me. That I saw, and and Braylon Sanders. Braylon Sanders. I want to hear about. I want to hear your thoughts on Braylon because I, I didn't think he he stood above and beyond anybody. Like I, I preferred Watson to him. Christian but, Watson was yeah. the standout. I thought. Yeah. I thought. I thought. We, here, here I am thinking we're yeah. saving the best for last. <laughs> Christian yeah. Watson. Like I mean, not, I'm just saying for someone who. I didn't know. You didn't expect. I didn't, I didn't know Grant, uh, Sanders was coming in. Yeah, exactly. It was a last-minute ad, and I kept on saying, who's this guy catching balls, making plays? Yeah. And it was Sanders. Yeah. He was just a gamer. Um, you know, so I need to watch it. I need to watch his tape. I need to find out more about him. Just, you know, just kind of out of the side of my eye, I, I was just noticing that kind of like, making plays. Kind of like what we talked about when we were there. It was like, imagine coming in here having nothing on the plate. Yeah. Braylon Sanders, you could get nothing on the plate. You just saw him. You're like, this guy can play football. Yeah, I, and I don't even. So since we've had this, I haven't even pulled in his. I haven't even pulled in his data yet. Yeah, I, I don't even think he's on y'all's, we, y'all's we, rookie rankings. Yeah, yet. we we don't have him ranked. We just literally added him this morning. So um, he, he's up. He's up there. But again, it's a fresh ad, and I think we'll talk about the Ontario Drummond later. But Sanders might have looked better. Sanders and Dubs yeah. were, you know, two of the top five max speeds on the day. Too. And what they hit, 20, 21? Um, Sanders, 28.84. Um, Dubs, 21.25. There you go. Well, nobody that's, nobody ever says that Dubs, you know. I mean, and I'm saying because of that speed, that's how he gets over. So, but we So we had it wrong on our initial scouting report that he lacks top – Top end speed. I, speed yeah. I think that Zay Jones comp is good because Zay Jones is like a four four six guy, and and he's not an X. He's a Z, and I, I think that I really like that. I hadn't thought that before, but I, I saw that on your sheet there. I, I really like that. So yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Zay, but dude, Zay, Zay was a Zay. Uh, Zay, was a, Zay, was, a Zay, Zay, Zay was a kick. Zay was a dog. Out. Yeah, but I'm just saying, like from a yeah. now you're looking at it perspective, not like because when Zay was coming out of East Carolina, obviously it was. Um, we wanted more, but right. The uh, the the other guys um, besides Bra- besides Braylon, I mean Christian Watson. Okay, so Christian Watson. Man. I'll just say, man, what I like after seeing after seeing Christian Watson live, I think that he was the best wide receiver on this on this roster. Yeah, and Jahan Dotson is not at the game. Uh, Jahan Dotson kind of pulled the – he didn't even pull the Brandon Ayuk because he wasn't even – I don't think he was on the sidelines today. I didn't he, I didn't he, see he him. Out. He, At least Brandon Ayuk stayed for the game. But um, it's going to go – it's going to go the same for Jahan Dotson because uh, he's going to he, – you know, he's going to probably get he'll, – he'll probably get drafted in the first round. And I think that he'll – you, you I, don't think he'll go first I, round? I, so I think, I think he was building that way and uh, – like Ray, I talked to Ray today. He said that he thought he didn't even measure yesterday, uh, and they assumed that he's coming in at five nine instead of five eleven. And I, but I thought like Jahan Dotson was on track. Ray said he's five, he, he came in at five nine. He, he said that was what the the, stepu, the speculation was that he was five nine over the what we had was five eleven. And my thought coming in was Jahan Dotson had that to grow. Like we knew uh, Olave wasn't going to be here. It was Jahan Dotson's job. He was going to wipe the slate. And he was going to be that first round pick. He's going to go to the combine, run a four three, and it wasn't really going to be a question. Now there's a question. That's my problem. Like now, I think there's actually a question. In- I just, dude, Cody. I just think that that I just think that his agent got feedback that he didn't need it. Yeah. I mean, he really need it. He need it because we all know John Dawson. You watch his tape. He was going to come. He was like he was 
that's a player built for these kinds of one on ones. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He can this last one two way go against some of these corners. Like yeah. he's going to give him, he's going to trouble. Yeah. So I, I, I just, uh, it's disappointing that he's not here. But but why not do that? Why not come in day one then and go out there and go six for six, to and dog everybody, and then be like, all right, and then pretend like you got your cleats up, done. Pretend like you have a little, yeah, a little like, stretch game. <laughs> yeah. It's not gonna not gonna hurt you too bad. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, with but with but so anyway, with with Watson, North Dakota, North Dakota State. Yep. Um. Just as far as his year. Last year, seven. Just, uh, yeah. I mean, so dude, we have what twenty-seven percent team receptions, thirty-five percent team uh, receiving yards, thirty-five percent of his uh, of his uh, teams receiving touchdowns. Yeah, and you, I mean, my comp for him was like a Donovan Peoples Jones, trashing throws and Miles Boykin. I think after seeing him and seeing he's at like he's six four, two eleven, but he's a real skinny sinewy yeah both, both those guys are more jacked i would say yeah yeah like uh you you look at him you say man this guy doesn't have an ounce of fat on his yeah fat on his body but donovan people's jones is a uh i'd be interested i, I don't to me it was i don't combination know. of his height and his speed yeah that's where the comp came from yeah he is he is a he's a not only a downfield threat yeah. But he he has he has good stems off the line of scrimmage. Yeah. He create he creates separation at his routes transition point on his out routes. On I, there was the there those was the comebacks was like those comebacks boom, and those boom, digs boom, 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 yeah. every time. Yeah, I mean, like Christian Watson's a good player, yeah. um, and he's the kind of player that can really help himself here because he's coming from a smaller school. He's going up against these DBs from Georgia and Auburn and all the you other know, Alabama helmets and stuff. And you see this North Dakota State dude. And, you know, he's the one guy who's, you know, getting downfield and open uh, past the rest of these guys, even though he wasn't listed as one of the guys with the top speeds. Yeah, he was. He, was he? Yeah, he was yeah. in the top five. When he, he, was a, he was a fifth. He was at 20.7. Yeah. Who, who, was, who was the top five? It was Josh Williams was the first cornerback at Fayetteville State, 21.75. Romeo Dubs, 21.25. Rashad White, that Arizona State running back. Oh, yeah, we'll talk about him. Yeah. And then Braylon Sanders, 20.84. Then Christian Watson at 20.7. So, Christian, dude, Christian Watson's he's 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 legit, and he needs to move up your dynasty rankings. He's, he's, he's certainly moved up ours. Yeah. Um, okay, I think dude, uh, the quarterbacks um, – that's That was the big thing, I think, with a lot of these. Obviously, this wide receiver group wasn't great, but when we go to quarterback, I mean, we talked about this multiple times when we were sitting there, and it was like mm-hmm. – Pickett did. Sorry. Pickett did. Uh, he was consistent. He didn't do anything to raise his stock, but he didn't hurt, do anything to hurt his stock. Strong. I I told you guys coming in. I thought Strong was the guy that was going to take that next step. I don't think he did. And and Ritter, I think he just kind of was there, just like Pickett. I had both my notes for Pickett and Ritter was like consistently consistent. They just were there. And like I said to you, I was like, he feels like that Garoppolo cousins. They I don't know like. Pickett to me was the one he stuck stuck out in the sense that he didn't suck. He didn't, exactly. he didn't, he didn't see any errant throws. Yeah. Um, he, didn't, he didn't see any mistakes, whereas a lot of the other quarterbacks were making those. Um, I thought he was the most complete quarterback of that group from what I saw today. Mm-hmm. I, I'll say I have a few things to say about this. So we were – we were um, – I was talking with an NFL scout today during during the practices who was with us, and he said 
you know, whenever we look at these guys, we look at these six quarterbacks, we're like our job is to come in here and say like, all right, well, you know, who's the, is there one guy that sticks out? Is this one couple guys like, can we create tears out of these dudes? Because it feels like there's no consensus on everything. If you talk to the scouts about the six quarterbacks who are here right now, the picket, you know, it is close to a consensus that, that there is, is picket kind of is the by himself, uh, not by himself, but if he's kind of at the, he's at the, Top, if, yeah, if you had to yeah. kind of pick a chalk guy at, at the top, um, whenever it was interesting because I told I, I, I told Cody whenever Trash Man was going to pick up our door our door to ask Chick Fil A, yeah. uh, I was saying uh, these these guys these quarterbacks at this Senior Bowl remind me not of it kind of reminded me of Jimmy G at his Senior Bowl, whereas whereas it's a guy that you like. And a guy that didn't seem like he was messing things up, and a guy that was getting the ball to the wide receivers to where we're getting a good evaluation on these wide receivers. I mean, Jesus Christ, man! I've been to these senior bowls where we have dudes like Logan, dude, literally Logan Thomas was a quarterback one year here. That was the same year as the kid from I can't even remember the name of the kid from Miami, Stephen Morris. Uh, you know, guys like this, I mean, terrible, terrible years where it's really hard to evaluate the receivers. I mean, these guys are getting the balls to him pretty, pretty well, and really workmanlike. It, it it's just with these three it was hard but like with the with the with the with the lions guys we'll talk about them in a minute it felt like there was a little much more separation there with Carson Strong that's the interesting case because I don't want to have the same blind spot I had with Josh Allen when I came out of this senior bowl saying Byron just saved our ass that year by saying like dude Josh Allen's good yeah he's going to be good his arm is good it's strong I don't worry about the wild inaccuracies downfield. You know, there was there were things Byron saw. And it's a shame that Byron isn't here today to see if he saw those same things in Carson Strong. Because what Carson Strong has is a fucking howitzer of an arm. Yeah. I, I mean, it's one – you can be sitting 15 rows back on the 50-yard line in the stands, and you can hear the goddamn thing coming off his hands, Right. But it's like it's like he's got this fire hose, and he, he just, just he can't he, just, he, he, he can't control where it's yeah. he can't control it. It's like he's got some magical power or some force, and he just it's just it, it, it overtakes him, yeah. and he just the ball goes the, the, the ball goes too far. It's it, so I just I, I I don't know what to make of the inaccuracy downfield. I don't know. It seemed like on some of the you know some of the mid mid range throws that he was maybe forcing it, maybe trying to – he wasn't throwing a catchable football. Yeah. But I don't want to give up on the guy because I just I just say, Jesus, I mean, that arm talent stupid. When Because you, you look at it versus the other guys, and you, I mean, you talk about it on film, but you look at it versus the other guys, it, dude, it, I mean, it's beyond obvious, right? It's, it was beyond obvious to you guys, right? It was, it was pretty blatantly clear he had the strongest arm out of everybody. Like I kind of mentioned it while they were warming up. It was like it felt like – even the basic throws, though, he was overthrowing them. He was like trying to show that he had that arm strength when, like, everybody knows that. And then I feel like Willis has close, 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 close with downfield. Arm. I think I would, I would agree. Willis is getting close, but back to like strong, though, it, it felt like, and hopefully, someone just says, Hey, dude, relax, like, breathe. His agent needs to touch. just yeah. relax, man. Or like, I know he works out with Jordan Palmer, like, someone call him and just tell him, just relax because. Even like when they were in team, it felt like he would like not go to the middle middle routes and he would hold the ball a little bit longer just so he could dance around and get that ball up. Like even the last play I think they had as team, he was rolling around. And it was like, why, why, why? And then he just launched it like 80 yards and it was like up, 80 yards up. And it, it was like, why, it was, why? It was, why? It was nowhere near Christian Watson. Be- yeah, because yeah. he just wanted to rip it. And he he yeah. just like, 
For sure. That's the thing you worry about. But again, back to what you said with Byron, like he's got the arm. Trust it. Someone's going to reel him in. If he goes to the right franchise, he's going to get reeled in. And he looks, I mean, <laughs> he, he looks, looks like hard. I, I, it, it wasn't a day where, you know, he came in and it was one of the, it wasn't a, like it, it wasn't a Justin Herbert. Yeah. No big arm day where you saw, you know, like a couple of those money throws and you're just like, Oh, okay. Like now I, I you know, you saw, you, you saw the arm, but you didn't necessarily see the arm mixed with just the on the money connection, perfect man. spot throws. And hopefully we'll get to see those through the rest of the week. Um, it, that one, that one um, like touchdown pass down the to right Dubs, side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, that was nice. Down the right, down the right side. side. Okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, that was a good pass. Um, and then, you, you, have, you guys have anything specific on Ritter? I, I just, I think Ritter is um, good mobility. He's yep. good. I, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure. I love him throwing on the move. I think he can escape the pocket and stuff yeah. like that. But I think once he gets out there and he escapes, I'm not sure I love him throwing on. What the he move. was doing when the first drills that they did, where they didn't have the defenders on him, yeah. and he well, kind of ran there. out, yeah. short and immediate throws. He was hitting, he was, all, he was hitting yeah. all. Um, well, this versus air. I mean, like, oh, I'm interested in Ritter. I'm interested in Ritter for sure. Um, I just, you know, Ritter, the Cincy guy, you know, Alec Ritter to Alec Pierce. I was expecting that to be awesome. awesome. Yeah, like, uh, he, he didn't, didn't really force seem, it much either. Right. It was like Carson forced it to do him, and the connection at least looked like it was there. Like, he was forcing to him, whereas Ritter just kind of. Uh, didn't really look there was a, there was a couple of crossing routes I think they hit Pierce on but it, again it was as far as the running backs so we had um, we had in this first group let me just see if we, I can just go through the roster here and just tell everybody who was in this so we had Rashad White from Arizona State we had Jerome Ford from Cincinnati we had Tyler Beatty from Missouri and we had Abram Smith from Baylor. Abram Smith, we you know we talked about. I tweeted it out last night. Abram Smith has seven and five eighths inch hands, and it's not just that. It's the, the, the weirdest thing about Abram Smith is that his his features are, are all a little bit small. Yeah, he's it's weird. He's, he's which is wild because he's he's an ex linebacker. I thought he was, gonna and he looks like this big beastly runner. Whenever for for Baylor, I mean, yeah. Jesus Christ, I saw him versus Texas this year. Like, it, ugh, I mean, don't get me started about that. But um, and he looks kind of fine when he's out there running. But you see him, man. He's got the you know he's got these kind of thinner legs and kind of kind of uh, he's the kind of Darren McFadden ankles um, that you wouldn't expect out of a dude who transitioned from. Running back to linebacker. I don't know if you guys have anything to really say about him that you're interested in. He's not really at the top of my list. The guys number three and number four are the two that I want to talk about. Yeah, um, I mean, I, Alf Smith. I would say he had pretty decent footwork, um, but he was the least impressed. I mean, he was the least standout of the running back. That's his, on that yeah. Side today. I was going to say I had him uh, coming in. I thought he was ahead of Beatty, and then I was like. Throughout, it was like pretty, ba- pretty Beatty twenty five. Oh, yeah. yeah, it was pretty clear that it was Ford and White, and then it was Beatty and Smith. And Smith was like, not he was not competing with that top group. Uh, and and uh, you, you so, but you had ba- Do you consider Beatty there with Ford and White? No. Okay, so let's let's just talk about Rashad White because he yeah. he's got he's got juice, dude. Yeah. And uh, he came in – let's see. What did he come in at as far as his weigh-ins? 
He is six foot, one half inch, 210 pounds, nine and a half inch hands. Perfect. He, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I'm looking at some of my, some of my notes here. The only, I mean, I have the, I, nif, you know, nifty feet, just smooth, patient. He has those smooth, patient cuts. Not a, not a violent cutter. Le'Veon. That's what I was like. That's that his type. Not, not Le'Veon, but like. The patience, the cuts, the smoothness. He's of kind everything. of upright too. Yeah, yeah. He's a little tall, you know, a little over yeah. six feet. Maybe presents a little bit. Presents a little bit of. He presents a little bit of surface area to the defense. Maybe you worry about that a little bit. We'll see how that goes. But just excellent, excellent frame. Very thick lower half. His thighs like you're the first thing you notice to me. Like Cody's like a bodybuilder and stuff. So he looks at like he's like look at his thighs, dude. I was like Jesus Christ, look look at his thighs. But yeah, man, I just I I think that. The only thing that I noticed was if you watched him versus Jerome Ford, I thought that Jerome Ford, who's 5'10 and 209, or almost 5'11. I thought they were like, they, I didn't think they looked like they were that close in size. And Jerome Ford has smaller hands, but Jerome Ford looks like a much more natural catcher of the football to, to me. To he me. looked like a more natural catcher of football. And I thought he was maybe a little bit more, had a little more pop yeah, on those inside runs. Contact, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I've, I've, I've written down that I liked him better in the inside run drills as well. But I did think that I just there was, dude, there was something, there was something about the way that Rashad White uh, is how he carried himself. He, yeah. Dude, he's got that lull you to sleep kind of, kind of pay, like you said, that patience, I guess is a good, yeah. good term. And um, that Camaro, he Bell, would just, he would, he, he would wait attitude. for on on the, Outside zone and stuff like that, man. He's not going to be a guy to take it to the corner. He's going to he's going to find his zone lane. He's going to he's going to pop up field. When he does, the only thing that I worry about with him is the fact that he kind he kind he kind of runs. He presents a little bit. He presents a good amount of surface area through yeah. through his through. And so did Adrian Peterson. Well, so did. <laughs> I, we're not comparing him to Adrian Peterson, but I mean, what I what I was thinking about just his running style. I and, just. Um, I, I just I, we don't we don't have the running backs ranked yet at yeah. roster watch, but I'm just looking at Roto Underworld both player profile. We guys, do you do you guys have these guys pretty close? We had white we had white lower, um, but that was one where I had him coming in at six, uh, right behind. I had him coming in at five, right behind four at four, and um, I, I, you have a back. To that me. makes I like, sense. I like that spot for him, and um, I think that's fine. I, I, I think that's. I think that's probably where he's going to stay. I don't, I don't know if I want to move him ahead of Ford. Like you said, the inside run was pretty clear that he looked better. Uh, but I liked kind of what I kept saying is like the Bell Camara patience and attitude that he brings and he presents. Forty three receptions at Arizona State this year. I mean that that's Ford probably looked better receiving, but guy can still do it. I, I just overall I think. White probably impressed me the most at running back today because again, 210, 209, they came in the same size, but White clearly looked bigger. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah, it was like this guy just and the way he carried Ford, Ford, Ford's more compact, be nice. more compact thicker thighs. He gets yeah. through the he gets through he gets through the line he gets through the line with a just not not. I just I think White's a little bit vulnerable with the way that he runs. Yeah, I, I, I dude, I could I could be wrong about that. Um, then I just think we've saved it for the very end. Number eighty-five, the tight end Trey McBride. Oh. Um, he's probably the best. He's probably the best receiver in in Mobile right now. Um, his he's got his hand. He he, he catches everything. Yeah, I see. Um, him, I saw him get dogged by McBride. I uh, know by um number fifty-six. Was it uh, Beaver? Beavers, Dar- uh, Darnell Beavers from Cincinnati. Oh, he manhandled McBride. Yeah. When? Uh, 
in the run game? Um, um, no, it was it was, it was a pass. It, it was a drill. Yeah. Well, Jesus, I must have. I, <laughs> you you know, see it. Who, oh. who, it was that one. You saw it. It was on the far side of the field. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was that was Beavers, man. He man. Had but Beavers, Beavers he must be talking too. about for sure. Look, man, so. Trey McBride is the pro. He's be. I'm just saying, McBride was great otherwise, but on that one drill, it just it just showed how. I'm the just, Beavers. I'm trying to think about the. I'm trying to think about the best tight ends I've seen here, and I'm thinking about like the Gerald Everett. I mean, we saw Evan Ingram's and the Evan Ingram's and the in the, yeah. the uh, you know, Troutman was awesome here. Dallas Goddard for a day was awesome here. I, I, I think I'm better trying, than Goddard. I'm trying to think of. A, Tight end that looks better than Trey McBride. I think he might be my, I think he might be my favorite tight end I've seen here in eleven years. I don't know. I think Ingram might have been better. But Ingram, yeah, I think Ingram might have been. Better. I, I'm not. I remember because, like, I remember that because that was that was the last one I went to. So, like, for me, thinking about how and how you were reacting to him then, and how we reacted to Ingram then, and just the, he was just he. I don't know. He he yeah, just seemed like a, a more fluid runner, maybe than McBride. But McBride, that catch, point but dude, he catches everything. Yeah, I mean, he, he did catch a lot. I'm just saying, we're talking about the grand. He's gonna be he's gonna be a first round pick. Tight ends, you he's know. Gonna, I think he's gonna push it. Is he gonna be a first round I pick? Think he's gonna push it. McBride, dude, I think he could. I mean, if that guy's not a first round pick, I mean, I don't know. I don't know who, who the hell is. Um, you guys have any defensive players or any other tight ends that you want to shout out from this group? Uh, I can pull up the roster here. Uh, let's see. So we have. Uh, let's see. I had. Uh, so we have Jake Ferguson from Wisconsin. This was yeah. Uh, Kate Cole Turner from Nevada. Tur- Turner looked big. Turner looked more. He looked thicker than I thought he was. I, I thought more I of a, a Gasecki. But how he, do I not have a single note on the on the Ohio on the Ohio State? He didn't make a lot of plays. Everything was like the, the three yards and in. It was. Just the same way Ohio State used him was three yards and in, and they didn't really use much. Kohler, the same thing. There wasn't a lot on Kohler today. To me, it was Turner McBride that stood out the most, and McBride was clearly ahead of him. And 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 coming in, I thought Turner was closer to a Gasecki, but he looked thicker today. He looked bigger, and I don't know. I, I like Turner, but uh, I think it's – McBride's the only guy that really needs to be talked about, I think, on this whole team. Uh, but on defense, we talked about Beavers. Uh, my thought was Winfrey – from Oklahoma, Beavers and Majai, Mejia, however you say it, Sanders from Cincinnati. When those guys were on the field together, they were borderline unstoppable until, of course, I go trash man, watch this guy, and then he goes against Pancake. But uh, those guys looked the best. I thought an offensive lineman, Matt Well, let's go from North Dakota. Uh, we were looking at uh, Bernard Raymond from Central Michigan coming in, was one of the guys we wanted to look at. And Well, let's go from North Dakota, I thought looked better than Raymond. Uh, he's like a, he was a later fourth, fifth round looking guy, but I thought he looked strong today. Great in the run blocking. So uh, that's the only notes I got on the offensive defensive line right now. Uh, we have some questions here about somebody's asking about you know where you get to watch practices. I I mean I it, that isn't really AJ. <laughs> Um, I mean, we were just at practice, or we just got home from from practice. I, I'm not sure they're showing it today. I, th- I think tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow. I think there was some talk about ESPN. You yeah, they might be showing some like 11 or 11:30. I want to say um, the the defensive players on these guys, and, and, and we'll move on because we have a lot to say about this next team. But so as far as the defensive guys that I had noted here, uh, I had noted number 36, who the Kirby Joseph from Illinois, from Illinois who one of the scouts I was talking to at practice today said their area guy had a, their, their area guy had a, um, had a, had a good, had a good uh, grade on number 56, who is, Oh shit, your boy, Darian Beavers 
So I ended up noticing him too. Um, so Darian Beavers this week, the linebacker out of Cincinnati, having a, a obviously having some kind of standout performance that you know all three of us have noticed him together. And then also number twenty-two, Tariq Castro Fields from Penn State, the cornerback. He was um, in everyone's face. I remember that. He's good, man. Yeah, and dude, and and, and, and he's, he he was the one guy with of the corners that stayed after practice and was working with the coaches. So you know that they love to see that. At Parker, our purpose is simple: we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward with each new idea, innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Okay, uh, let's start. Let's go to the American team now that was headed up by Dan Campbell's uh, Detroit Lions. I didn't, I didn't see, I didn't notice Dan Campbell out there running around. He was, he but, was standing like the 50-yard line the whole time, just kind of chilling, kind yeah. of watching everything, probably, probably where he wants to be at all this other coaches. Kind of. So let's just we'll we'll just talk about like our you know our bread and butter here. We'll get, we'll 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 start with wide receivers, and this was a really good group. So we had Bayless Jones Jr. from Tennessee, Danny Gray from SMU, Jalen Tolbert from South Alabama, Dontario Drummond from Ole Miss, and then Calvin Austin the third from Memphis. But let's just start out by talking about Jalen Tolbert because he's the first guy that anybody would have talked about the minute he walked into that goddamn stadium. Um, he came, he came in at only six foot one in an eighth after being listed at six, he was listed at six foot three, one ninety. Mm-hmm. Um, he came in at six foot one in an eighth, one ninety, was it one ninety seven or one ninety three? He's in the uh, let me look and see. I think it was one ninety three, but uh, Jalen Tober. 195. So he came in at 195. So basically, a little bit shorter, a little bit thicker than we thought, but holy cow, man. What a dude, he's, he looks like he, he's he's like he's he was born for this. Like he's yeah. he's born for this. That's exactly what you said when, when he walked in. I go, oh, dude, look at Jalen Tolbert. You're like, dude, that guy's just and nothing was wasted. No, yeah, <laughs> nothing. My, my 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 original comp on him was all wrong. I said that it was a Josh. He was like a Josh Reynolds because I I mean, when you look at these this prototype of like a six foot two and a half, six foot three guy, one ninety. Um, but somebody who can go up and get it, who can go to the sky to go get it. Um, that's what we saw out of Josh Reynolds at you know Texas A&M Trash Man. I know you love that pro day. Um, I, I think that when you look at Jalen Tolbert, you wonder, okay, well, he's from a small school. He was the Sun Belt player of the the Sun Belt Offensive Player of the Year. He did go off for you know 82 receptions, 1474 yards, and eight touchdowns last year. Those eight touchdowns, almost 40 percent of his team's touchdowns. I mean, just he was a, he was a, a nuclear weapon. And you figure, well, is this one of these guys? He just goes to school here in Mobile, and the Senior Bowl guys are throwing this dude. No, no, man. Like he's, he's like as far as the overall receiver group here. I current. I mean, as of now, I had a good ranking on him to begin. It didn't come down at all uh, without Jahan Dotson here. I feel like he's the best wide receiver in Mobile. He's somebody who can most. I mean, it's like if 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 he really if he can really run somewhere in the low four fours like they're talking about. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure he's a. I don't think he's a round one guy. But he's dude. He's a no. round two lock. He's a day two lock. He's a day two lock because like what I talked about was I thought he was like a Darnell Mooney version. 
he's bigger. He's he's thicker. He's taller than Darnell Mooney. I think he might be a better prospect than Darnell Mooney. We saw Mooney go what to the fifth round. Mooney, no, I like that. No way in hell going to the fifth. He's, round. He's, he's, he's slinky like Mooney. That's what I'm saying. I don't, That's but I don't good. think he's gonna. I think he's more rocked up than Mooney. He's, oh, he's, he's, he's more rocked up yeah. than everybody. <laughs> but but he's not gonna go to the fifth round. You, you, you say day two, like. I don't That's think he lot. gets out of day two. I don't, dude, no he, way. dude, he could run a four, five, one, and go day two. I think so. Just, just from his, just from his, 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 his play speed, and um, you know, I thought he could have came out last year. He had eleven hundred yards last year, and I, and my notes before my last show I did with the feature cast was, I was, why did he come out last year? And then it was like, oh, he came back. Obviously, what we talked about last night was these guys. Ideally, it's like the Reggie Roberson thing. It's like, oh, welcome back next year and just elevate even more. This guy came back and literally took to the next level, fifteen hundred yards, and he dogged everybody that he played against. It looks like, and he looked. He looked go ahead. Oh, I'm just saying. It looks like it look, looks like our our dude Ricardo here in the chat is saying that there's going to be a split between ESPNU and ESPN two tomorrow for practices. So if you guys mm-hmm. want to watch, there wasn't any coverage today, but it looks like we're going to have some coverage tomorrow, and it'll be good to have coverage Thursday because that thing might get that thing might get rained out. Mm-hmm. So we're, we're, we're going to need some. We're going to need that that TV coverage. I mean, from what I saw today, Tolbert was probably the best receiving prospect just based on his size and what he did out there. To me, Calvin Austin, the third, had well, the best yeah. well, that's day a whole, of a wide receiver. Yeah, so let's talk about Calvin Austin, the third, um, because I had him ranked as just based on – I thought this guy was too puny. When I watched the film, I was just like, dude, he's, he looks he, – he looks – he doesn't look the same as he did on tape. I don't know if he like – but – Anyway, so we've had him originally at five foot nine. He was listed at five foot nine, 160, 160 pounds. Yep. And you're just like, that's what, what are you going to, what are you going to do with this, man? That kind of reminds you of like a, well, like we said, like a Jakeem Grant or like a, like a, a Tutu Atwell or something. It's like, what, what kind of place is there in the NFL for this kind of guy? But then you see him, he split, he came in at five foot seven and three eighths. Uh, 173 pounds, so not a not a giant, but dude, look, I mean, I mean, nine nine and a half inch hand yeah. for a guy like that, a uh, 30 and five eighths inch arm. I mean, he wears his weight well. I mean, yeah. he's like thick he's legs, good. you know, look like a soccer he, player. Dude, uh, like I, I came out of and, and he. We talked about Bo Melton being good at the. He's a he's a very rich man's Bo Melton. He because here's the thing, he's super. He's Calvin Austin is super just on his own. Is just super fast. He's and he's smooth. He, he and he's quick. He could end up being the fastest wide receiver in this whole entire draft. Yeah. And I thought, well, who gives a shit if he's the fastest wide receiver in this draft? If he's so, if he's if he's so small, he's not. And I just got to thinking to myself through practice today. I'm like, well, if last year I thought that I could, if if I thought I could put Rondell Moore in my top five wide receivers as far as rookies last year, what did what the what the what is what? A, what am I missing with Calvin Austin? Why, it's the same like, shit, except it's better downfield. Yes, and we've seen through the course of this season. We, you and I were talking about it last night with some of the NFL dudes. We were talking about about how there was been discontent about Rondale Moore downfield. Yeah, this this year, and like you're trust me, you're not going to get that with with Calvin. This Austin. is him. He had downfield. That's, he, that's, he, yeah, he had some of the he had some of the best some of the best highlight catches of the day, not only, but you know, some of the best. You know, just a, yeah. It's a pleasure to watch him run routes too. That, you know, that, that one that, yeah, that he can get, up that he had was like, well, he can get in and out of him. He can double move your ass. Like, it, I, so basically for, as far as for me this week, I let me see where, where did I move? Right after practice, I just said, 
I mean, he's in my top four of the senior bowl wide receivers this week. And that count, but that's counting Jahan Dotson. So if we were to do our roster watch all senior bowl team right now, which we're not going to do, we're going to wait till right before the game to drop that thing where we you know, list our favorite players. But Calvin Austin would be on it. Yeah. He, he, he should, he should be on your radar. He's not that old. I, I want to, uh, do, do you have his exact age? I had it that he's going to be 23 through his whole entire. I have him turning 23, I think, next month. So he's going to be 23 through his whole entire rookie season. So he's not, he's not super old. He's not like some of these guys, like, you know, Dontario Drummond or Valus Jones Jones Jr. or any of these guys are going to be 25 this year after such a, you know. uh, And he made no errors. It felt like to me, like Valus Jones, we'll talk about him in a minute, but like some of these guys had Dontario errors, Valus errors. Everything with Calvin felt smooth there. All the deep balls where he was he was in position to make the play every time. That my favorite play, my favorite thing about Kelvin Austin today was literally that out and up. That route was so smooth. And I'm not gonna say the name like I talked about before, but for the Kansas City Chiefs, man, he just that's the closest thing I've seen to a guy like that with that type of Oh, you have a shit. I'm, I, 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 I ain't saying that. I ain't saying yeah. that. I'm saying there's this guy in the Chiefs that has yeah. the shiftiness that you, the smoothness in routes and just yeah, at that level of speed, change of direction, at that level like of not speed, not losing speed, yeah, it's pretty uncanny. It's it's, it's you can't find we're, it anywhere. Well, we're like as, as always at Roster Watch. We're gonna with the with the with the profiles that we've already done. I mean, Cody's been updating stuff as he gets new information today. Player profiler. We're doing the same at Roster Watch, and like we're gonna get those comps for Calvin Austin updated because he's not a he's not a two two at well. He is not no. a uh, Jakeem Grant. Um, those those were bad, bad, bad comps. And whenever we have those things, that's why we go try. We'll do. That's why we do all this stuff. I mean, we we want to make sure that you have the best information. So that will be updated as soon as we get you know time. But we wanted to get this out to you just as soon as we could after practice. Um, uh, as far as the other guys on that on this team, um, I was but the, outside of those two. You guys mentioned Bayless Jones, who I, I mean, Bayless and, and uh, Danny Gray. Danny Gray was oh, the well, other guy. That Gray, I, was, Gray was a dude who people like Gray coming in. You two did. Yeah. I wasn't sure. I did. I kind of do. Yeah. I like him better than Bayless Jones. Um, I, I I think I like him better than Trey Turner. I'd be interested yeah. to hear kind of what you guys thought about him. I, I to me, he just felt like a. I said the first thing that I said when I looked at him. I said he looks like Cedric Wilson in Cedric Wilson's year. Um, Cedric Wilson really Turner Turner yeah. yeah real Turner's 11 right yeah 11 yeah skinny long-legged again another one of these workman-like dudes that came out there he didn't see uh, Trey Turner of course from uh, he didn't do anything wrong from yeah, he was solid. He was solid. yeah he didn't do anything wrong but he's just his size he, he's a little bit just a little bit smaller than I thought. He came in at six foot one, but only one seventy nine. But he he wears that one seventy nine in a really really thin way. Yes, yeah, skinny legs. Yeah, it just it reminded me a whole lot of Cedric Wilson during uh, during his week, where Cedric Wilson actually had a solid week yeah. of practice. I think Trey Turner's solid. I'm just I'm not sure you know what there is about him that Demarcus Robinson. That's that's really stands just consistently there. Like you said, he's he's good, but Cedric Wilson. Had a great showing, and I'll have to go watch and see if he's as good because they love Demarcus Robinson's blocking. Yeah. Demarcus Robinson was a great blocker coming out. I'm not sure that you know, but that's another. It's kind of like the same thing, man. Workman like, good player, yep. efficient. Like that's I'm just, I'm, I'm not sure he's going to blow anybody's socks off. I'm not sure in Dynasty we're going to be 
I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure in any leagues we're going to be tripping over our feet. Like not in standard rookie drafts, where we only have you know one quarterback leagues, even where it's 12 teams and where you just get four, five rounds. I'm not sure Trey Turner's going to go off the board in those. I don't think. Do you guys think Valus? Anybody's going to be into Valus Jones? I mean, he moves really well. He's just so old. He had some. He had some good plays. He was. He was the most inconsistent. Very, I saw of the receivers. He had some really great plays, some like eye, you know, eye catching um, catches, um, and he got open on some. Uh, he left. Who was he leaving the dust that he, one? Because that so. that was the nice one. Because exactly what you're saying is the inconsistency was he got dogged, kind of like mm-hmm. Dubs did on that one play where he jammed him like four yards off, and, and Velas quit, and it was nothing. And then he turns around, looks at the coach, and the coach is like, "Do it again." And he's fine. Oh, I'm gonna do it again. And he lines back up, and I can't remember the cornerback he was playing. I think it was. Uh, the guy is like six four, big guy. Can't remember his name. But anyway, he uh, he literally got the lunch, and he was like, "All right, he turned it on." Like he found that switch, and like he said, dusted it, left them in the dust. What what a touchdown! What did you guys think about Don Don Terrio Drummond? Because uh, here's my deal. Talk about it. I mean, the guy that can't get off. The pre- I mean, the worst rep I saw was that Romeo Dubs mm-hmm. rep versus press. Don Terrio Drummond had massive trouble versus press coverage. And you just – you wonder, it's like, you know, you watch him at Ole Miss and you see he's so thick and you and you look at the – you look at the height and weight on him and you see this thick guy that wears number 11. And, and, and you just – you know, he's, he's almost 220 pounds. He's, he's six foot, one half inch. And, you know – Everything was there. Look at it. Yeah. You look at it, you know, a good uh, – I mean, a good statistical season. I mean, Jesus, is, is that right what I'm seeing? Did he really have 76 for 10, 28, yeah. and 8, eight yeah. last year? He was so, just, I mean, yeah. just like one of the more productive receivers. But you watch his tape. He's always out of the slot. And you think A.J. Brown, I mean, like – Elijah would, Moore, A.J. Brown a little less. But, but you're, you're, I mean, he's not a, he's not A.J. Brown. <laughs> and, and the reason why he's in the slot is because I think he, you know, he, has, he has trouble with his feet coming off the line of scrimmage. Um, impress. I'm not. I I wasn't. In, were you impressed with his hands or anything? Like, was I there anything? I really didn't see much of him. I, I was hoping Don Terrio Drummond was going to come. Like he just he just We've didn't had, really pop. I mean, other players you saw you 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 know, caught your eye. Nothing really caught your eye with Drummond. We've today. just had such a good track record recently, the last three years with these old Miss wide receivers. I mean, we had DK Metcalf. AJ Brown, even Demarcus Lodge, would you know made it to an NFL roster. Then we have Elijah Lodge, Mitchell, yeah. and now we have Dontario Donter- like, you know, Drummond, and then we have Braylon Sanders. And I was like, well, Sanders? like maybe this is yeah. like this is going to be a week where I mean, some of these guys are going to have to pop off and make a name for themselves. Why not Dontario Drummond? I mean, he looks he looks like he could. He's got a kind of a real unique big slot kind of body to him, and I just. Man, I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about Dontario Drummond. Very I, disappointed. Well, it's just day one, and I, like, I just didn't. I have no opinion on. Everything was like you said. He couldn't separate. He couldn't separate. Was, he was, I'm, just, I'm wondering if when we get to Thursday for red zone work, whether he really pops out then. Maybe. But but yeah. I hope so. I so, hope so because we talked about him the other day. It was like this is the one guy we're like not really getting a lot of buzz, and he he, he could slash should be. Will he do it? And, and and with the talent that we've talked about, like this team's more talented than the other team, I think, from a wide receiver perspective. So it should have elevated him to say, all right, I'm the biggest guy on this team. I'm the thickest dude on this team. I can make the plays. And it literally he came out and he was wearing 81. I'm like, God, this guy kind of looks like a slow vert. Like 
Mike Williams plays kind of slow, in my opinion. Oh, like, yeah, short yeah, field. Yeah, yeah, And this guy, like, maybe it was the 81 thing, but he looked like a smaller Mike Williams, just like slow motion through reps, and it, it – I didn't love it. I think the biggest. I think the biggest takeaway from these wide receivers. Oh, wait. oh we got to touch on Gray. We got to touch on. I didn't give I you all. Gray. Like, why don't you guys talk about Gray? I just thought Gray. I thought Gray to me was another one of these guys that just looked good. He was definitely. I, yeah. I was. I was. I was telling Cody Malik Willis loves him some Danny Gray. <laughs> Every single well, time. Because Gray was creating separation. Yeah. On me throughout the day. That's what I noticed. He was able to create separation um, with his speed. Um, you know, and he, he he caught a lot of balls. I mean, like you said, Willis loved him. He got open all the time. One downside I saw, but he had suspect hands. Yep. Um, you know, he considering all the balls that he got, all the targets that he got, he should have been catching more of them. Cody, you were telling me something about his, his upper body. That, what were you saying? I just thought, and I mentioned this last week again, his upper body, when you walked on the field, like, I couldn't tell if it was one of the guys that just wore big-ass pads, like, tall pads or his upper body because everything was kind of like swole up oh, top. Right, right. But again, like you said, the separation was there. The speed was there. And the, I think the deep ball that he dropped in the end zone where he had some, the ball was there, beautiful placement. You're like, oh, my God. And Sam Hall, we'll talk about him in a little bit, but dying and, and, and Danny Gray drops it. Yeah. And then you saw Malik Willis go back to him in the corner of the end zone and he hits him and he catches it. And it's more of a contested catch than the one before that. And it was, Again, the inconsistencies, but that's kind of like the level of talent we're at right now is we're, we're digging through these diamonds. And I think we like Danny Gray, but he, he didn't take that next step that I wanted to see. The running backs for this group, I mean, they were headlined by Brock, by uh, Brian Robinson from Alabama as far as like the big name guys. Um, but, I, dude, I have interest in some of these other dudes. So there's Devontae Price, number three, that's just a very – He's un, he's unlike any running back you've ever seen. Um, Zaquandre White from South Carolina, uh, and then uh, Damian Pierce from Florida, a guy who Cody hated coming in. <laughs> but I, I, let's let's just start by Brian Brian Robinson. Um, I I mean, I said that like I, I was I didn't say like I was out on Brian Robinson. But I said – I was expecting to maybe see a little bit more out of the guy just because, you know, every time every time an Alabama runner kind of comes around, we're sort of expecting um, – I'll just say like last year in the first day of practice, Najee Harris came in and just practiced a little bit, you know, during the during the half-speed drills and some of these – some of these foolish speed drills where these guys are – the coaches are really saying stay up, stay up, stay up inside for inside run. And with Najee, you know, he – outside zone, just his bread and butter. They would just run it. He just looked like, you know, he did enough to where he could literally, after he ran a couple of reps doing that, ran a couple of reps catching the football, he kind of went to the sidelines and talked to scouts for the rest of practice because he looked so good at it. Brian, Brian Robinson, you know, and this has to do also with how sick this, I mean, the Detroit, if you're a Detroit Lions fan, you should be sick about the defensive linemen and the edge rushers. These guys are getting to, getting to evaluate getting to evaluate even some of these corners. I, I love the Lions team a lot more than the Jets team just overall. But uh, Brian Robinson just had he – has, he has trouble. He has trouble finding space, man. He had trouble today finding space. He had trouble finding open lanes. Um, I wasn't sure how much I liked his footwork behind the line of scrimmage. I wasn't sure how much I really trusted his vision, which is – I mean, he, uh, there were just too many negative and too many kind of zero-yard – 
plays. He did have the one yeah, the run, run at the very end of inside run drills. Mm-hmm. We said, oh, so that, that could be nice, what yeah. Brian Robinson does. Obviously, to hear y'all's thoughts, though, uh, as far as the height and weight on him, uh, the height and weight came in uh, for Brian Robinson at six foot one and five eighths, 226 pounds. So, I mean, obviously, he's got the size. Um, I'm just – I'm not. I'm not. I'm not sure that we're talking about a Najee Harris type of. I let me know. Let me say this. I'm sure we're not talking about a Najee Harris kind of yeah. guy. I, I I would say so. I I'm not. I wasn't impressed with him coming in. I think we had him below White and Ford, which a lot of people didn't. Even back to we're collecting mock draft data from the NFL, and, and back in September, October, Brian Robinson was a first round talent, and then you come now, and he came out here and he he held himself. He, he walked around like he was the top dog here. Uh, but I think I think we'd all agree he's not. Overall, I mean, would you? I mean, would you love to have like if you're in a dynasty rookie draft with a one quarterback league? Would you be interested in him at the one point zero seven or eight? No. Like, I'm just not sure no. that I would. I don't want to push that button because it, it gives me too much. Like I mentioned, Jordan Howard when we were there it was like too much Jordan Howard, Kenyon Drake vibes. Like, and I don't love that. Like, yeah, he's big. Like we talked about his legs. His legs are massive. So it was the Quandre White though, but. I just, it's not going to be, he's not going to run a four, four. He's not going to run a four, four, four. He's, he's not going to be in that tier of speed and breakaway and, and dynamism. It's just, he's, he's going to be a guy. Yeah, it's, it's hard for me to believe that he weighs that much more than white. He, I mean, yeah. look, looking at, looking at him, white looked the same size. Cause I was like, I was mentioning his legs and you guys like, look at Zaquandre though. And they're like side by side, both of them Zaquandre, monsters. Well, but, so Zaquandre white, South Carolina, 5'11 and a half, 212 pounds, nine and a half inch hands. Um, you know, uh, as far as, you know, actually one of the longer arm measurements, I didn't necessarily, didn't necessarily notice that, but I mean, I have number four, I have number four written down here in my notes more than, more than any. Yeah. Uh, you you can't mention him the whole more time. than any yeah. running back. I, I, I loved it. Um, he's quick to, he's, he, he's, he felt quicker to the edge to me. He felt more decisive in his cuts to me. He felt like he had just had the more explosive juice and burst out of his cuts. And with these kinds of things, those are the things you, you want to see. I also mean, I can't, I mean, I'm, I'm not trying to dog on, I'm not trying to dog on Brian Robinson here, but he has some of the most miserable pass protection. Rep. I mean, the worst pass protector I've seen at the senior bowl was Kenyon Drake. Um, and I'm Brian Robinson. Wasn't like, wasn't that bad. But it's funny you bring up Kenyon Drake when you talk about him because uh, he, you know, he had a few really, really rough, really rough reps as far as his pass protection. Um, what uh, Zaquandre White, who I'm still just getting to know, I'd be interested to hear from you. Uh, I haven't even done my film work on him yet. Um, but he's was was he like was he in pass protection a lot there because he because he like, he gets his like he gets his nose he gets his nose right in the center of these guys' chest plates. Um, he reminds me of like James White was like him. Um, do you, uh, I remember the James White versus Chris, Chris Borland, the Wisconsin on Wisconsin mm-hmm. crime at that senior bowl and how I, you know, I fell in love with that dude's pass protection. I thought this is a Quandre right? White, not the whole time, but he did have some reps like that, but just also is a, that really, that goes, that goes a long way when you're a good inside runner. And if, your team trusts you to be able to come in the same way that like the chiefs did with Kareem hunt. Kareem hunt was another guy who was, mm-hmm. was pretty good at pass protection at, at, at the senior bowl. So um, white also popped off to me as far as the receiving 
Um, and I also had to just all of my notes on number four, though, basically outside of the pass protection is just his, 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 his inside running and his running basically as angry as you can. Oh, yeah. I thought he brings as, as, as angry as you can when you're just wearing shorts and shoulder pads and a helmet. Like th- th- there's no angrier that you can run. I don't know. Like 27, um, out of Florida. Um, oh, Pierce. So Pierce. Pierce. Damian Pierce. I mean, like, Five, he was five. the most underwhelming coming into me just looking at him. But yeah, through the practice. He's wearing sweats, but he you finished see him run. And yeah. He finished runs. Like, <laughs> he I thought he might have been the, the hardest runner I think that Z- I saw. Z- I think Zaquandre ran the hardest through the line. And then Pierce, once he got like right at the line, it was through that. Everything past that was like, second and third level guy. Yeah, second, second, third level, yeah. But you would, um, and I, I dude, I have, ne- I've certainly not done work on anybody that deep. You were telling me he's never rushed for more, never rushed over over six hundred yards at, at Florida, and but that was one of the guys Nagy when they did the reveal reveal show was Nagy's like this Pierce guy is going to pop at the Senior Bowl. I was like, he did pop. He runs with pop. Yeah, I was like, what, was... Are you, what are you talking about? This guy's not going to do anything. And, and, <laughs> And he did. He looked good. Like and Zaquandre as well. Like I, I haven't popped into the Zaquandre film, so uh, I, I, I'm more familiar with a Kevin Harris. And Kevin Harris is also in South Carolina. Zaquandre was a late ad, and he's good. He's he's good. He runs really hard and running hard and having that energy and, and that that mental fortitude. That's what's going to keep him in the league. Like you just have to have that energy. Or you know. It, these late ad, these these late ads, man, they can be they, they can be you, good. If you look at it right, if you're a late ad, you look at it yeah. and you're like, ah, oh, these guys didn't really want me here. I'm not supposed to be here. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. Well, uh, what I like about Pierce too is that like he has that pop and something about his stature and his lower center of gravity. I just think he he could be successful on the next level. Yeah. It seems like he he could do something. All right, so you guys want to talk about any of those tight ends from this group, and then we'll finish it with the quarterbacks, and then go over any defensive guys and final thoughts. Uh, the tight ends we have here in this group are um, – and I didn't uh, – there was the Coastal Carolina one, Isaiah Likely. My, my mate uh, – Calcaterra was pretty clear cut. He, he I'm, well, here's the thing. So I'll talk about Grant Calcaterra and how much I just loved him when he was at Oklahoma. Just as somebody who would just watch these Texas-Oklahoma games at the Cotton Bowl – um, Calcaterra was like a, you know, he's just a skyscraper in the red zone. And like a couple of scouts that I would talk to said the same thing today that Calcaterra is a young player at Oklahoma mm-hmm. was one who, when you're scouting all the Oklahoma, they say, when you scout all the Oklahoma guys, you wonder like, well, what about the tight end? What about Calcaterra? Yeah. And, and then he has the concussions, um, ret- retires medically from football, comes back after the co- after the COVID year, yeah, because he skipped twenty twenty and went to, was, went to went to SMU yeah. this year, and he's still Grant Calcaterra. <laughs> like he's Same still, dude. Uh, dude, he's good, man. Um, and you just, I think the thing with him and Dynasty and tight end premium, I think he's certainly worth a pick at tight end premium in your rookie drafts. I would just say that um, one, I think, I think his profile is going to raise. Yeah. From from the, from what I was what I'm hearing from scouts, his profile is going to raise because they're into him. The worry is the same worry that we all have. It's like, yeah. well, it. What about the head injuries? It um, is a medical staff going to clear him? Is it? I don't even know. Like, is that something where they can? I don't think they can do a scan or no. something. So I'm not sure even how that works. Um, they just probably have to go through his records and just see like what advice, happened, how they happened, all that stuff. Get advice about if it's like if he's more susceptible to them now. Or if like I'm not sure if how that even works. But dude, Calcaterra looks. I mean, he really, really looks good out here. I wanted to hear from Cody though. 
about your guy who I was not impressed with, but you were really high on coming in, yeah. Isaiah Likely from Coastal Carolina, uh, because to me he seems undersized, and if a guy's going to be undersized, six foot four, two forty one. So obviously, if he walks in, if he walks in here, he's going to kick everybody's ass except Cody, probably. <laughs> so I like I hate to call him undersized. Yeah, but he catch me yeah, first, right? Uh, well, he well he could catch me and then and then kick my ass. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> I just. For a guy his size, I'm not sure. I, I'm not sure that I loved the way that he moved. So uh, I'm just Come, curious to coming in. Uh, I had him close to like a Brevin Jordan and Irv Smith, and I liked him. I had him tight end three, and we come in today, and he, he didn't impress at all. I didn't think. Uh, I think he got dominated a little bit in the one on ones, and then you go and even I guess the easy thing is just seeing Dulcich and Katera play next to him, Cal Katera play next to him. And even Bellinger, Bellinger made a couple catches. And Bellinger I thought he made a lot of catches. I thought he did too. And when I was talking about him before, I was like, this is going to be a Dulcich so Bellinger's, guy. Bellinger's the San Diego state kid, yeah. six foot two, yeah. 252. I thought he was going to be like a, a Dalton Schultz. Where it's it's going to take him three years. And now after watching today, getting targeted, making catches and just consistently being there. I feel a lot better about Daniel Bellinger than I did before, but mm, he was just in the right place at the right time. It seemed. I think if you came in here with no knowledge of any of these guys, likely would have been number four on this team at tight end right now. Dolchich looked. Dolchich, Dolchich is really good throughout. Oh, eighty five. Oh, yeah, yeah, eighty five is good. He's got that duck walk. He's got that duck <laughs> walk. But it's, it's, it's like it's like he's so so hard to view somebody as athletic when they run with their feet. But he's really like good upfield, really quick yeah. to turn up field. He's yeah. got a couple of big games, a couple of three, four, five catch games over 100, 120 yards. Like that was something that really built his profile for me. But I think the Calcaterra, like you said, I think he was the most impressive to me today. And coming in, I had a Tyler Conklin comp on him. And I, I, I think I'm I think I'm wrong. I think I'm a little low on him. But like I, I like Calcaterra more than Conklin now after seeing the person because he's he's bigger than Conklin is. Conklin might be a little more smooth, but I mean, we're talking about Grant Calcaterra. He's down in your country and filling in for Mark Andrews after Mark Andrews graduated with the NFL, obviously. Yeah. I remember Calcaterra freshman, sophomore year being like, this is going to be that dude. It's, dude. This is going to be that dude. And now we're talking about him, like, he's, case, he's building the case back up. Scout, scouts just say that with all the with, – with doing the Jalen Hurt stuff, doing the Baker Mayfield stuff, doing the, doing the Hollywood stuff, doing the CeeDee Lamb stuff, doing all that stuff with, with this offense – you always just uh, it's a impo- it was impossible not to notice Calcaterra, and so now he's kind of back on the scene. It's just whether that medical stuff is going to uh, going to clear, but you're going to see him rise through, through the process. So you're going to be ahead of the curve, knowing it here with your boys from Roster Watch and Roto Underworld Player Profiler. All right, the quarterbacks, fellas. Um, I think first off, Bailey Zappi, the kid <laughs> from wherever Washington or Western Kentucky. He just like we said. Look, one thing that we do know, he's he doesn't belong in the same conversation as the rest of them. Yeah. Um, obvious from day one. We say things can change through the course of the week. That's not going to change. Um, it just became pretty obvious Sad. to us that he yeah. just he doesn't have it the same way some of these other guys do. Maybe he could go on to be a you know he could go on to do great things with some development. Obviously, he had the huge year, but as far as this week here, I don't think he's going to pull. I just I I I don't. I mean. I'm not sure crazier things have happened. It, I, it felt, I, 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 I was going to say, who knows, crazier things have happened. I'm not sure crazier things have happened. It, it felt weird because, like, he was ter- – like, I'm not even going to be bad. Like, he was not good the first probably 20 minutes of practice, and then they kind of split up into this – they put they kept two quarterbacks over here, and they sent him over to the run game, and he was literally just handing the ball off, and he was like, this is going to relax this guy. But, like, 
I came in being like this guy, all right, he's going to join this group. He's really going to join this group. And a lot of people talked about that. They're like, Zappi deserves to be in this conversation. He, he don't. He skipped a lot of balls. Uh, you, you saw a lot of 40-year-old Donovan McNabb bouncing the balls. Like that was the vision that you, you kind of got. Was, and he's short. And, he, and he's short and his build is a little frumpy. It's mm-hmm. it's just not your – it's not Sam. Sam Howell was just different. He was just different yep. today. Malik Wilson was just different. He's just not on that level of talent. And Bailey Zappi's a great quarterback, great guy in college, but – some of these guys just aren't NFL quarterbacks. Sam, 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 Sam Howell's short too, um, but he's not as short. He's uh, he's not as short as you know Baker Mayfield or yeah. Russell Wilson or any of these other guys that we've seen here at the game. What he's, he's just over six feet tall, two hundred twenty-one pounds. He's got nine and eight nine eighth inch hands. So not you know I mean nothing physically you're going to look at and just say holy shit. But I mean the touch he puts on the ball. The yeah, the uh, most catchable ball. The most ca- yeah, the most catchable ball. The placement uh, of all the quarterbacks here. Sam Howell was the best quarterback today. Yep. Um, I, I Malik Willis was good too. Malik, Malik Willis had some of the best balls I saw today. Some and he also had some of the worst. Some of the worst. I mean, it's just like Cody pointed out, man. It was the it was the out routes, both to the boundary and to the field, that were between ten and twenty yards. He can't throw those things to save his damn life. Um, but what he can do is in team drills when number nine dudes like number ninety six who might be the best damn sure, player best, here. Yeah, like we talked about on the walk back, he's the best player here. But um, ninety six, the, the 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 edge rusher. Where's he from? Jermaine Florida? Johnson uh, from Florida State. Jesus, yeah. I mean that's a monster. Um, although I mean the the Lions, you're getting a look at that guy. I mean, if they, if they go edge rusher early, I mean, they, they got the twenty third pick, twenty fourth. They're they're in the they, 20s. they don't they don't need spot. to go edge rusher early. If they can Cowboys ain't an edge rusher. Um. Anyway, but <laughs> like you know, you got that guy coming after you, Malik Willis. He can escape, yeah, and he can get out, and and he can he can create sort of on his own. I'm yeah. just I'm not uh, just if you're looking at a guy that's throwing from the pocket who can get it to all levels of the field, um. I w- I wasn't huge on Sam Howell coming in here. This is not a you know this isn't a take lock thing. Yeah. I can there's a completely open mind. It felt like there's no consensus with these guys with who's really best to me. It's like you know you watch it and you can just tell your eyes just tell you the mechanic. I mean the back foot the back foot hits the ground. The ball comes out. The timing is the the timing's really really good. There's good velocity on the football. Um, good uh, good good strong arm mm-hmm. catchable ball. Uh, puts it in good, good tight spots, gives his receivers the opportunity to win. I mean, a lot of these, I mean, a lot of these dudes, I, I felt like, you know, these wide receivers we talked about here, I, I think that, you know, some of their best reps came with Howell throwing them the football. So they certainly didn't come with Zappy throwing them the football. So trash man, do, do you like him better than Willis? Uh, do you think Willis, do you think that Willis and Willis and Howell are kind of leaders in the clubhouse? I think they were the leaders in the clubhouse. I do think that Willis is the more exciting player yep. for me. Um, I feel like, he, you know, if you're talking about, you you know, his footwork and being uh, out and getting the ball outside of the pocket, um, throwing the ball outside of the pocket and just being a playmaker, I just feel Willis is more intriguing for me. Howell, though, just did everything right. And, yeah, you know, he's just, his, just really good touch on the ball, right. um, just really good placement with the ball. Uh, and maybe it's, maybe it's because he made it look so easy that it wasn't quite as, you know, dynamic as Willis. Um, but it's everything that you want to see out of a quarterback, at least so far. And, and coming into the year, you remember it, it was Rattler as the consensus, Rattler and Howell. And the reason that Howell kind of has gotten pulled back over this whole process is – 
the numbers dropped down, the percentages dropped down, the big numbers, the big plays came down. Well, he lost a lot of talent. And now you come here and he makes these big plays. He makes the throws. He does everything here with the talent. Maybe it's just that. Is Willis going to be able to? Is Willis going to be able to start for an NFL team as a rookie? Day one, no. But at some point, I think, I think Willis season. could do more with less than a Howell could potentially. With, yeah, I mean, I, I'd agree with that. I would agree with that. Do you got? Do you, I mean, Willis? What is it? How? I'm just curious. Out of curiosity, is did did he did he look like a first round pick to you, Willis? Yes, I thought he was the second. That, I mean, arguably second or third best quarterback out there today. I mean, I thought how Howell looked the best. Yes, yep. And I thought Willis on some throws, He, I mean, he looked – he had more zip than Pickett. I feel like Pickett, Pickett didn't screw up. Pickett just didn't do anything. But he didn't do anything to stand out. I bad, feel like Willis had some Willis standout had, plays. He had a few – he had some bad standout plays too. That's the only thing is like the two guys yeah. that made – the two guys that hurt themselves from a – Throwing perspective, I think was well Zappy, obviously, but strong and strong and Willis. We wanted to see those outruns. We wanted just, to see that accuracy. Neither of them really. They just, they just need to get it a little bit under control, yeah. right? On, on on some of those. All right, cool. And then just for some of these defensive players, um, that stuck out to me, the cornerback number twelve, um, Darion. Yep. Yeah, uh, Darion Kendrick from Georgia really stuck out to me. Also, I have him written down a few times here. The Appalachian State. Uh, linebacker, just keep listening out for listen, Demarco Jackson. Jackson. That's what I had written yeah. down. Yeah, too. yeah, keeping an eye out for him. Um, uh, number ninety-nine, who it looks like that is uh, Eric Johnson from Missouri State. So who, who the hell knows what's gonna? Who the hell knows about that? But then the one, just 96, 96, 96. That's, we all got him. 96, right 96, 96, 96, 96. Jermaine Johnson, yeah, defensive lineman, Florida State. Edge guy, monster. Once the foot pads go on tomorrow, it's gonna be it's gonna, <laughs> it's gonna, it's gonna be, be a lot tougher game, man, for a whole lot of these guys. When we we were just kind of sitting there, and I think we were, you know we were in the section we might not have been in, but <laughs> um, and nobody was really making much noise, and and I was sitting here, and I kind of was glancing over here, and I glanced over here, and I, and I saw him one on one with Max Mitchell, uh, the right tackle from Lafayette. And he, he put a spin on Max Mitchell where Mitchell came out of his stance. He took one step back. Jermaine hit that spin. He was around Mitchell. Mitchell didn't move. And it was like game. And I was like, oh, this is next level. And then after practice, he had a one-on-one with Darion Kennard, who is a consensus top 20 guy, top 25 guy out of Kentucky. Bull rush. We saw that video. Bull rush mm-hmm. the hell out of him. It's like this guy, like you said before, you remember when Aaron Donald was here? Obviously, I wasn't here, but you said he was the next – he was the guy. Like this is this feels like to me a guy that – is just on another level than yeah. every, and we have some good tackles here. We got some strong tackles, and he just feels like on a different level right he, now. He sure doesn't think that they're any good. No. <laughs> he don't think they're any good. And so we're we're gonna try and do this again. We're we have some slight travel concerns because in Texas we got some snowy weather coming in, so we might have to do some stuff about uh, you know with some flights and getting back home and things like that. But we're gonna try and get at least another one of these out for you guys. We've really enjoyed it here with Cody Carpentier from. Road to Wonder World player profiler, me, the trash man uh, from Roster Watchdog, not me, Alex Dunlap, and, <laughs> and the trash man. He wishes he was the Roster trash Roster I don't wish I'm I, – I, I <laughs> Your son second. does. No, the, well, <laughs> trash man, he, he, he wants to drive a trash truck because little boys want to drive trash trucks.
Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.